Guten Morgen, Vernation. Hello, everybody. I'm Bear from the internet, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, we're going to do the brief today. It is 14th February 24. If you are one of those people that has a certain expectation from your helpmeet, your spouse, your better half, to provide such things as flowers and chocolates a day like today, and you haven't done that yet, this is your, uh, you're in the fourth quarter, bro. I would uh, come home with some tulips or something. If you're not one of those people, you got nothing to worry about. If you already handled it, you got nothing to worry about. But if you're uh, one of those people that your wife has a certain expectation of flowers, candy, etc., today's the day, homie. Okay, cool. Um, and I know some. There's a bunch of people that are like Valentine's Day is satanic. Yeah, asterisk, man. Asterisk. How about instead it's the 14th of February, and if you want to do something nice for your wife, today's a good time to do it. How's that? Is that partisan enough for everybody here tracking? All right. Let's see. Uh, we're going to do the brief today. We're going to talk about uh, predictive programming for war between Russia and NATO. That's kind of the big story of the day. Also, just as a brief update, uh, both Japan uh, versus North Korea and European farmers uh, having skimmed the news this morning as to what's interesting, what's not interesting. The vast majority of it is uninteresting. Uh, Fumio Kishima, uh, prime minister, question mark, of Japan, top dog in Japan, is uh, trying to meet with Kim Jong-un of North Korea to essentially say, hey, bro, it's a really bad look when you keep launching ballistic missiles out there into the Pacific Ocean and they fly over the top of my, uh, my archipelago my island chain. Um, I would really appreciate it if you could not launch ballistic missiles over where all my peoples live and drop them into the sea. And uh, this, you know, New Living Bear translation. And allegedly, um, Kim Jong-un was like, hey, man, can you see both of my middle fingers from here? So we'll see uh, if they get together and have a chat. But uh, attempts are being made. Also, European farmers are still pissed off and they're still acting rowdy. And I still think it's good from time to time for governments to have literal shit sprayed on them. So any changes there, I'll let you know. But the big news of the day, predictive programming for uh, war between Russia and NATO. And one patron commented on the written brief that was posted this morning. Um, sounds like they're tr attempting to herd the sheeple. And I like that a lot. So good job, patron. Um, and so I stole that phrase. I borrowed it because stealing's not allowed uh, for the brief this morning. So hurting the sheeple. Ballistic squeeze. Inflated coffee time. Wife watches your show now too. Thanks for the 10 bucks. Coffee. Appreciate you. By the way, Moose Run Coffee, Moose Run Coffee, they just had a baby. I don't know if they announced that to the world or not yet, but if they didn't, I just did it for them. So congratulations and shalom to them. If you want to bless that uh, family, you might consider going to Moose Run Coffee and buying some coffee today. Yeah. All right. They have they have great coffee. Ask me how I know. They have great coffee, by the way. They did. Good. Thank you, Palmetto. You can always depend on Palmetto to keep intellectually honest 
He's like, yeah, Barry, but did you see that one white paper that was written by this guy in 1683? He's like, actually, I didn't. He's like, well, I'll, I'll send the PDF to you. Thank you so much. So, yes, there is one more moose in the world today. If uh, you want to bless that family, you can go to mooseroomcoffee.com, buy a pound of coffee uh, or 12, whatever. One of my uh, favorite products that they offer is the Prepping Moose Bucket, which is 20 pounds of green coffee beans in mylar in a bucket with a coffee roaster so that when the balloon goes up man you still have fresh coffee that you can roast and drink it's a great concept it's a great idea so they have that too anyway have i shilled hard enough for them i'm not shilling we're trying to bless their household because they had a new person right precisely now listen let's do a little bit of shilling um 40 of y'all approximately are not subscribed now i understand if you're a federale or if you live in your mom's basement it might not be a good look for you to be subscribed to the bear independent channel but for the rest of y'all that aren't who are just watching the show that aren't subscribed or maybe the youtube algorithmic robots have unsubscribed you since last time uh please consider subscribing ring the little bell icon do all that stuff uh, for everybody who's been here for a hot minute who's a veteran of the channel a, a member of the bear nation you know what to do Ring the little bell icon, you know, thumbs up button, comment for the algo, and share the show with somebody you love. More mooses are loose. What's up, Jay John? Shalom, brother. Okay. Okay, bear. Awesome. The show is brought to you by Yahuwah, your Elohim, the Lord, your God. Whether you know it or not, whether you know him or not, the whole reason this is happening is because he's sovereign over all things. The show is financially supported by the fine people over at Patreon. Link is in the description. And of course, I'm the cheap operational shill for refugemedical.com because I had the audacity to start that business myself during the age of COVID. Uh, and uh, we've gone from my barn to four continents. Life number 99 saved yesterday, not including the 19 lives from Project Tribute. So we're up to 118 lives saved. Um, so, you know, they work. Our kits work, and your promo code is Bear Nation for free shipping. Now, war with Russia. I gave you, I gave you all the details you need to know about Japan and North Korea and European farmers. Let's talk about war with Russia. Sound good? Sounds good, Bear. All right, cool, guys. Thanks, Bear. You're welcome, guys. Simmer down. It's okay, Bear. All right, let's stop. We're gonna read the brief. Okay, Bear. Bear Independent Brief, 14 February 2024 the day of buying flowers for wives. Recent statements from European defense officials have sparked alarm regarding escalating potential for Russian aggression against NATO member states in the near future. Thank you, Stryker Cade. Thank you. According to NATO, quote, Article 5 provides that if a NATO ally is the victim of an armed attack, each and every other member of the alliance will consider this act of violence as an armed attack against all members and will take the actions it deems necessary to assist the ally attacked. The old Article 5 clause that everybody's been screaming about uh, since, what, February 24th, 2022, when uh, Putin felt froggy and jumped across the Russian and Belarusian borders into Ukraine. The whole reason why Ukraine was trying to get into NATO, which uh, makes me think, yeah, Sean Skelton said, foil hat time. Yeah, here we go. Which makes me think, why did they want Ukraine and NATO so bad in the first place? The, now, the, the quintessential argument here is if Ukraine is a NATO member state, 
then it wouldn't be just the United States and in much smaller quantities, uh, you know, Great Britain and Germany and a little bit of Australian support coming in. But it would be all of NATO that would have to support this conflict in Ukraine. Why? Maybe the Democratic National Convention would be able to launder all of NATO's money through Ukraine rather than just our own taxpayer dollars. That's a thought. Not that that would ever happen. It's an interesting thought, right? You know what I mean? Amen. Bless the innocent. Son of Herne. Bless you. Or son of Hearn. I don't know how you pronounce your name, homie. I'm doing my best. Danish defenseman or Trolls Lund Polsen has <laughs> Danish. Trolls Lund Polsen has highlighted newfound intelligence. Newfound intelligence. Hey, guys, um, Ukraine's looking weird. Can we drum up some intel? Oh, absolutely. What do you want it to say? Newfound intelligence indicating Russia's heightened military capabilities, warning of a possible attack. Hold your breath. Within three to five years. <laughs> it's not like tomorrow. We have credible intelligence that next month the Russians are going to invade Poland. No, nah, it's, it's, you know, within the next three to five years. Likewise, German Defense Minister Boris Pistorius, who, like, who comes up with these names? Boris Pistorius has cautioned NATO to prepare for a possible Russian assault within, you guys ready? Within five to eight years. It's possible within the next five to eight years. Hey, listen, guys, within the next five to eight years, Bear is going to show up at your house. And I'm going to leave a, a, a paper bag full of dog poo on your front porch. I'm going to light it on fire within the next five to eight years. Be ready. <laughs> I'm a Buckeye. Is this report from 1938? Right. Exactly. Uh, so old Boris Pistorius is saying, hey, listen. Prepare for a Russian assault within the next five to eight years. Estonia's Foreign Intelligence Service released an annual report affirming Russia's intentions to bolster its military presence along the borders with Baltic states and Finland, potentially doubling troop numbers and increasing armaments. Its director general, Kalporosin, has highlighted Moscow's calculations for potential conflict with NATO over the next decade, telling reporters that, quote, Russia has chosen a path, which is a long-term confrontation, and the Kremlin is probably anticipating a possible, probably. See, all these, all these terms, qualifiers, possible, probable, maybe, within the next, yeah, these are all qualifiers. It's like, we're basically saying, mm, Russia could be a problem. We might want to prepare for that problem. <sighs> Where did Kaporosin go? Highlighted Moscow's calculations for potential conflict with NATO over the next decade, telling reporters, quote, Russia has chosen a path, which is a long-term confrontation, and the Kremlin is probably anticipating a possible conflict with NATO within the next decade or so, end quote. This sounds like a low-confidence uh, estimate here from Kaporosin. Now, on the one hand, 
meh, meh. Now, I was one of those people who said when Russia invaded Ukraine, February 24th, 2022, within a week, Russia will be at the Dnipro River and they will they will possess Kiev, Kiev, the capital, within a week. They still haven't done that. Still, we're coming up, we're 10 days away from the two-year anniversary of the start of this war, and they're still not there. And the, I don't know, the less informed, the differently informed will say, well, that's because we've spent all that money, taxpayer money, for the Ukrainian freedom fighters to hold the Russians at bay. And that's why they've only taken Donetsk and Luhansk and Crimea and portions of Moldova, which is to the southwest of Ukraine, where there was basically a air quote grassroots upswell of Russian support because uh, Putin's little green men were have been fomenting revolution there for a decade, much like Crimea and Luhansk and Donetsk. They've taken these regions but they haven't taken all of eastern Ukraine, you know, from the Dnipro River, which basically bisects Ukraine north and south. Uh, that's a big word for cuts it down the middle. Um, they haven't made it to the Dnipro River. They've come close a few times, but they don't possess Kiev. And have you noticed the traders in D.C.? What was it? Ninety three and a half billion taxpayer dollars in aid for Ukraine and Israel. But you, dear American, you don't get a border wall. Did you see Alejandro Mayorkas? Not going so good for him lately. Yeah, he, he was impeached. Um, my wife had a very interesting comment last night. Um, she said, uh, so we had a guy named Alejandro in charge of the border. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. She goes, sounds like he'd let a bunch of people from south of the border in. I was like, oh, babe. <laughs> completely, uh, completely accurate. Just pay McDonald's and Monopoly money, says Jesse Ortiz. So, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, having a bad day. 95.3, wasn't it? Maybe, uh, soon, Son of Liberty. Yeah, maybe. Somewhere 90 plus billion dollars. Forgive me. I'm doing my best to be caffeinated this morning. And also, as a brief programming note, if at any point I abruptly end the live stream and jump up from this seat, it's because allegedly concrete is showing up to my house today, this morning. And the most accurate estimate I've been given for time of arrival is this morning. That could be anywhere between uh, 12.01 a.m. and 11.59 a.m., technically. I don't see the trucks yet. But if they if a drum truck shows up in my front yard, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to have to go. Doing the best I can with what I got where I'm at. I learned that from a brother of mine one time. So another 90-plus billion of your taxpayer dollars have now gone to Ukraine. And Israel, form-wise. Now, also remember, when we're aiding Israel, we're also sending humanitarian aid and money to Palestine, to the Palestinians, Palestinian Authority. 
do you even Hegelian dialectic, bro? While, while shooting down Houthi drones with our ships. Like, the whole thing is just retarded. I don't, I don't know how normies don't see through this thing. So we've sent, I think it was $60 billion that was earmarked for Ukraine, another $60 billion to Zelensky when essentially every single military and geopolitical analyst has said, this thing's over with, man. Russia's going to win. And they've been saying that since prior to the Vladimir Putin ex-Tucker uh, Carlson interview. So, but there goes another 60 billion of your doll hairs. So now we have NATO, European NATO member states saying, look, within the next three to five years, next five to eight years, within a decade or so, very accurate estimate. That's like saying concrete's coming this morning. Well, that doesn't help me. Within the next decade or so. Well, that doesn't help me. Remember, Bear Nation, at any point within the next five to eight years, I'm going to show up on your porch with a flaming bag of dog poo. Be ready. Do you think, like, how long can you maintain a state of vigilance over the next eight years waiting for me to creep up on your porch with a flaming bag of dog poo? Not that well, right? Not that well. So... I do. So that's on the one hand, like retarded. Yes, uh, it's information warfare, uh, trying to coerce the minds and therefore the actions of the sheeples. Yeah, hurting the sheeple. H-E-R-D, hurting the sheeple. On the other hand, I don't think it's a bad idea for NATO member states. Good morning, my love. Happy February the 14th. I love you so much. I don't think it's a bad idea for NATO member states to, uh, I don't know, have your own troops, your own equipment, your own military budget, your own ammunition, your own intel networks, your own logistics, your own fuel. Send your own men to fight and bleed and die somewhere over there. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Remember, we used to have a guy, 45, Donald J. Trump, who uh, seemed to have the same gripe about the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, essentially saying, it's a bad deal, bad, bad, not tremendous, believe it, believe it, fight your own wars, kill your own sons, spill your own blood, pay your own money. That guy, remember him, the best, beautiful Melania. That guy, remember him? Um, yeah, he was of the same opinion. Maybe if there's a bad guy that lives next door to you, you should be ready to deal with the bad guy that lives next door to you instead of I'll come from literally half a world away to help you deal with the bad guy that lives next door to you. Because instead of you spending money to be able to defend yourself from the bad guy that lives next door to you, you've subsidized the existence of everybody that lives on your property that has turned into a hippie commune where they make more money to stay home and eat peyote and live in their teepee than they do to go to work. And then you wonder why your economy is failing. Paraphrasing. I hear diesel truck noises. You're on the lookout. There's a rifle right there, baby. 
If you got to smoke them, smoke them. 36-yard drill. So, in January, NATO launched its most extensive military exercises in decades, Steadfast Defender 24, involving approximately 90,000 personnel. NATO said that the exercises, quote, will show that NATO can conduct and sustain complex multi-domain operations over several months across thousands of miles from the high north to central and eastern Europe and in any condition, end quote. The current situation is also underscored by the United States Senate's approval of $95 billion in emergency funding for Ukraine and Israel, signaling a commitment to bolster allies in the face of Russian aggression. Notably, and this is laughable to me, notably, Germany is aiming to have 4,800 troops ready in the region by 2027, which will be the first permanent foreign deployment the country has issued since the Second World War. Now, I'm not trying to be facetious, but it's 2024, early in 2024. We're six weeks into 2024. If you told me I had three years to get 5,000 men together, I could probably, I could probably do that in the county I live in. And I'm not Germany. I don't have Germany money. I don't have Germany influence. 4,800 troops? This is our goal? 4,800 troops? Bruh. I'm just saying, bruh. Bruh. There are networks of mutual assistance groups in the redoubt that exceed 4,800 troops. The Texas State Militia, significantly larger than 4,800 troops. Texas State Militia 100%. Do you have schnitzels? Well, listen, I will make schnitzels if uh, I just need 4,800 of you to uh, join the allegiance <laughs> of the Bear Corps. And um, yes, there will be schnitzel, 100%. I've never made lamb schnitzel, but I'm positive Jay Johnson Oki can figure it out. Positive. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and we'll have all the potatoes to go with it. Yes, speaking of our brother Oki, we have lamb meatballs inbound to our position some at some point in the near future. Because, you know, the burden of living in an intentional community with people. You know, it's super rough. Jay Johns drops off smoked chicken and brisket on Friday. Oki brings the lamb meatballs on Wednesday. Ah, I'm so mushugana. It's terrible. The burden of this law. So, 4,800 troops? 4,800 troops? That's our goal. Germany has given themselves three years to stand up 4,800 troops. Where do I, how do I join the Bear Corps for schnitzels? Now, listen, I love y'all, but if any single one of you emails me today about actually <laughs> trying to join the Bear Corps for schnitzels, I'm going to shut the channel down. Don't do it. Do not hit that contact us button. Don't do it. Okay. This is a joke. We're playing. All right. How'd you sleep? Did you get some sleep? I did that much of it, actually. Praise ya, up top. Good job. Good job. Yeah, I woke up twice to pee. Woke up twice to pee. That's good. That's good. Listen, if I ever did go live with a bear court, the last thing I'm going to do is tell all the feds at my YouTube channel that we went live with a bear court. We already make them nervous, right? Yeah. There's a dude in a Connex box sweating right now. 
He's like, oh, Bear's doing it. He's standing up his troops. For what? Well, gentlemen, our goal is to take and hold Eastern Oklahoma. Why, Bear? I'm not really sure. For how long? I don't know. But I have credible NATO intelligence that Russia is assembling on the border with Arkansas. And uh, somewhere within the next five to eight years, they're going to come over here and put flaming bags of dog poo on our porches. So, really? yeah, that's the rumor. Uh -oh. That's the rumor. 4,800 people, that's a lot of schnitzel. I mean, think about it. Let's just round to five. If we had schnitzel three times a week, because why wouldn't you? That's 15,000 schnitzels a week. Let's extrapolate that over the course of a year, right? We're talking three quarters of a million schnitzels. So we'll probably get, let's let's pick a nice round number. We'll make it, we would get 75 schnitzels per sheep, right? Okay. We still need, what, 10,000 sheep? It's going to be 10,000 sheep per year. Mm -hmm. Break that down per week. Uh, that's 200 sheep a week to feed the bear core schnitzel right there. So, you see, and this goes back to, right, logistics wins wars. Because we need, like, a chief schnitzel officer, a CSO, somebody is going to have to be in charge of feeding everybody. Where's the latrines? Where are you going to poo? Where are we going to sleep? Well, we would drink the Arkansas River dry. Plus, we probably also have, like, Oki and Palmetto, probably Sister Kate, like making, you know, elderberry wine and mead and all that other stuff, you know. So you see what I mean? Like how many Sawyer minis and Katadyne water filters does it take to support 5,000 people? Where's your water buffalo? So go to the back of the truck. What does the truck run on? Diesel fuel. Where'd we get the diesel from? The farmers. Okay. How many times are the farmers going to be able to give you diesel fuel? Aha. Do we have buckets? Well, what do we need buckets for? I don't know. Are we going to dip water out of that river? How are we going to get it out? You see what I mean? Yeah. 5,000 guys. Okay. 5,000 guys, 210 rounds apiece. We're at a million rounds of ammo. Boom. Just like that. It's a million rounds of ammo. We trade schnitzel. Yeah, but do we trade the schnitzel... Back to the farmer whose sheep we had to see. And here's the thing. You cannot steal, right? And you don't collect uh, spoils of war from your brothers. It's, that's in this book I read right here. Um, I know it, it, it annoys many of you, but uh, I, I can't be unordained as a pastor. Like part of my job, the main part of my job is this book right here nowadays, boys and girls. You can't steal. And you can't collect uh, war bounty from your brothers. So everybody, when you show up to the 5,000 person strong bear core schnitzel party, bring a sack full of silver. We're going to need it. See, and now, now, ah, right? Because it, it's not just 5,000 troops. It's the things that it takes to support 5,000 troops, which contextually, if you're the nation state of Germany, is a laughable number. If you're some dude with a YouTube channel in Eastern Oklahoma, that's a significant number of people. Who's in charge of 5,000 troops? Captains of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands, right? Where do we sleep? What are we gonna do? 
And then start thinking about, it. have you read the book of Exodus or the book of Numbers? And I know the book of Numbers is tough because half of Numbers is like, and then <laughs> begat Chamubadu, and Chamubadu begat Chababada, and Chababada begat Chamuel, and Chamuel begat, and you're like, dude, 19 chapters of begats? Yes. But the other half of Numbers is the logistical system of the father for moving his people through the wilderness as a military. Right. And you think 500,000 people is a bunch. How about 603,550 military age males? 600,000, man. That's significant. That's 120 times the bear core of 5,000 people eating schnitzel. Right. And flocks and herds and everything else. Right. It's no wonder Moshe was so pissed off all the time. I would have been pissed off, too. And then you got three to five million people total that are bitching you that they, did you bring us out here to die? There's no food here. There's no water here. It's like, dude, shut up. Do you believe in Yah or not? Well, kind of. Well, what do you mean? Well, kind of. Well, kind of doesn't really cut it for the creator of the universe. Yes, that's correct. Loki performance. Do you have you noticed? Have you? Let's just backtrack. Just five minutes. This concept of NATO amassing troops on its border has been used to teach over the last five minutes, logistics, recruiting, Torah, um, and to read the Bible. But there's a lot of concepts here, right? You don't steal. You don't take bounty from your brothers. That's Torah. You're welcome. Right? The logistics of how do we feed these people, clothe these people, supply these people, who's in charge of them, based upon what? The Bible. The book of Numbers. Interesting. Yeah, see, it's it's layers upon layers upon layers upon layers here. So it's like, you don't want to be like one of these militias that are out there that's like, oh, they're trying to take that guy's land. We should go do something. Yes, you should. You get there and it's like, literally on day three, Nobody has any food or water. People are sick. There's no place to sleep. The nearby towns have been ransacked for food and blankets and antibiotics. Like, who's in charge of sick bay? Who's setting up the field hospital? Well, we won't need a field hospital. There's 5,000 of us. Well, yeah, but one of you gets a runny nose, and then 100 of you have got, you know, spiking fevers. And now what do we do? For Why? Because we didn't wash our hands, or the latrines are too close to the water, or whatever, 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 right? See, there's there's more to this. And yes, I did scare you with the concept, the prepper concept of global war to teach you a Bible concept. You see that? And newsflash, I'm going to do it again. I don't know when, but probably the next time I talk at a rectangle, something like that will happen. Because that's my job. That's what I do. What's up, Bjarg? Bjarg's back. Bjarg's back. Jim Toby said, bring it. He's called him out. He's <laughs> going to be here every time. I'm glad. I'm glad Bjarg's back. Now. We got to check feedback. Yes, we do. While these are all indicators that a wider conflict may be on the horizon, it's important to note that officials believe an attack from Russia in the short term is highly unlikely due to the current conflict in Ukraine. Still, they believe that a deterring presence of military force in Europe will be a critical factor in preventing such an attack in the future. One of the things that I've noticed in reporting here recently is that the um, 
Mm. I got to make a phone call after this. It's all good. One of the things I've noticed is that nobody is reporting anymore on um, Russia's impossible to defend against hypersonic missiles. Remember that? You know why? Because Patriot missiles of, you know, 20, 30-year-old Patriot missiles have been used in Ukraine to shoot down Russia's hypersonic missiles. But I thought the hypersonic missiles were going to destroy us all, Bear. Well, that was the rumor. But it's interesting that they're now focusing in NATO. They're focusing on a ground war is what they're talking about. Because you don't amass... An additional 90,000 troops along the border between, you know, Eastern Europe, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Finland, um, Poland, you know, put them on the border with Russia if a handful of hypersonic missiles would just wipe them out, right? So nobody's talking about that anymore. Interesting. Um, For those that haven't taken a spin on the old map sheet lately or pulled up uh google maps russia is kind of a beast during the old soviet union days uh it spanned the soviet union spanned i believe it was 11 time zones so you know the united states for those that aren't tracking is four time zones um russia was 11 or i'm sorry the soviet union was 11 time zones and so up there in the nordic region you know, farthest to the west, you've got Norway, then in the middle, you've got Sweden, and then on the eastern side of the Nords, you've got Finland, and Finland butts up against this, this the far northern portion of Russia, northwestern corner of Russia, which is, uh, you've got St. Petersburg, there's an inlet here in between Finland to the north, Russia to the east, and Estonia to the south, you've got the Baltic Sea to the west, and remember, Uh, There was a couple of um, underground communications lines and some pipelines that ran from Finland to Estonia that somehow got cut magically during uh, this conflict with Ukraine, commo and resources just eh, cut. We don't know how, but in the region where that cable, uh, undersea cable and pipeline got cut, if you go due east from there, you end up at St. Petersburg. And in the mouth of the inlet uh, here at St. Petersburg, there's an island. And on that island, that is Kotin Island, um, if you zoom in on it, even with Google Maps, you'll realize very quickly that uh, that island is filled with forts and Russian naval warships. So I'm not saying Russia cut those lines. I'm just saying if I had to pick somebody... To, I don't know, sneak a submarine out of port and go do some some creepy shit. It was probably the Russians. And that line ran in between Helsinki, Finland to the north and Tallinn, uh, Estonia to the south. And so you've got Finland there with that long Russian border. And the Finns and the Russians do not get along. They haven't gotten along for, what, 80 plus years or so. And then to the south of Finland, you've got Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Estonia and Latvia share borders with Russia. Latvia and Lithuania share borders with Belarus. Then in between Lithuania and Poland, there's Kaliningrad. 
And Kaliningrad is like land that's owned by Russia, but it doesn't actually touch Russia, but it's right there in between Poland and Lithuania. So that's interesting. I'd love to know what is going on in Kaliningrad right now, or like steamer ships full of military age males casually just showing up in the middle of the night, you know, like to know what's happening there. Then, of course, you've got Belarus on the northwestern corner of Ukraine. You're probably familiar with where Ukraine is on a map these days. Hopefully, you've taken a look. If you haven't, you've got Belarus. And Belarus, um, Lukashenko is and basically always has been a shill for Vladimir Putin. He'll do whatever Putin tells him to do. They're good buddies, blah, blah, blah. Belarus is essentially Russia and has been for a hot minute. To the south of Ukraine, you've got Moldova, and that's where you've got um, the Wagner Group has been inciting grassroots uh, upswell for a decade there. You've got separatists, partisans there, all of which, you know, identify as ethnic Russian and want to be more or less essentially reunited with the Russian nation state. Uh, South of Poland, Poland uh, and Russia don't get along so great. There's this whole World War II thing that happened. They also historically don't get along great with Germany. Um, and they share a border with Germany. So south of Poland, you've got Slovakia, then Hungary, then Romania, all of which kind of wrap around the western edge of Ukraine. And those are the regions there. Romania, Hungary, Slovakia, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Finland, where NATO is talking about, we need 90,000 more men to stand on the wall. Now, if one was to have a Google Maps up or a paper map and look at the length of that border, let's see, and do a measurement thing. If I click from here, whoa, whoa, simmer down, computer. And I click from here to here as the crow flies that's two that's 2781 kilometers 2000 call it 2800 kilometers as the crow flies it's probably twice that because of the way the borders go um Putting 90,000 troops along that border. Now, of course, you would you would select, you know, the best places to allocate those troops because a bunch of that area is going to be like impassable, right? There's mountains there, whatever, you know, nobody's coming over that mountain. Okay, tracking. Still, 2,800 kilometers, 90,000 troops. Anybody want to do the quick math on that? Oh, I totally hit the wrong button. Yep. Do I still have a live stream? I still have a live stream. Good job. How interesting. We did it. Let's do some quick math. 2,800 divided by 90,000. So that's one dude. Actually, let's multiply that. 0.03. That's 30 dudes per kilometer. 30 dudes per kilometer. Kilometer is approximately four-tenths of a mile. So let's extrapolate that. That's 75 dudes per mile as the crow flies. 
I wonder how effective 75 dudes per mile will be against Russia. My guess is probably not that effective. Now, so what does all this mean for us? Why should I care, Bear? Why are you a care bear? I don't know. Because sometimes rainbows fly out of my chest. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. You need a bus drop that suit. I do need to get out the Care Bear suit. Um, in my mind, these are just large-scale macro geopolitical indicators. Europe is broke. And so let's say Europe decides they act NATO, the Euro European member states of NATO decide actually we're going to commit to um, being able to stand in the gap, literally figuratively, against this Russian threat. That's going to require more spending. Well, they're broke. And so they're going to have to get that money from somewhere. They're either going to go into more debt, bankers, Hegelian dialectic, military industrial complex. Or they're going to have to reallocate funds from wherever, the farmers, the slackers, the whoever. Which means more riots in Europe. How does that affect the rest of the world? Probably, maybe some supply chain indicators, maybe taxation, spending more of your money, sending it overseas to somewhere else. Did you hear about the big bank owner from Africa that died in a helicopter crash in California? I didn't, but I'm 0% surprised that that happened. Um, So, but I just find it interesting. The predictive programming here, or at least the attempts at predictive programming, we, NATO, are going to go to war against them, Russia. Well, we, NATO, have already been at war with them, Russia, in Ukraine for, you know, 10 days short of two years currently. I don't see Russia as an existential threat to the United States of America. I have been programmed to see Russia as an existential threat to the United States of America because I'm an 80s baby and Russians equal bad. Straight up. Straight up. Russians equal bad. Rocky four, homie. I will break him. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. Rambo. Exactly. Ben Valley. Exactly. What was that? Rambo three. He fights the entire Russian army and wins. Come on. Beautiful American propaganda. Beautiful. Comma, they've been fighting the Ukrainians for two years with American taxpayer money. And, let's be honest, American alphabet soup agencies and American DOD personnel serving as, you know, advisors, TAA, train advise assist. And they haven't taken even the eastern half of Ukraine yet. Could they? Sure. Is this the Russian way of war? Maybe. You know, on average, a Russian war lasts seven years, and they don't really even get started until the third or fourth year. Okay, cool. What are they going to have left? What are they going to have left after three to four years of war in Ukraine to then go into Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Finland, Romania, Probably not that much, right? The whole, the Russians are smuggling Ukrainian children back into Russia. Why? Demography. They don't have that many people. 
They don't have that many people. They also have an economy roughly comparable to one-seventh of the United States economy. And I don't know if you've noticed, um, but the whole world's economies, you're kind of skating on thin ice right now. So, and BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, China, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, et al. Uh, there's a lot of talk about all the BRICS nations put together have uh, purchasing power comparable to the United States of America. Okay, do it. They're not. Like, they, they still haven't been able to come to an agreement on what currency should we standardize on. Now, could that be a threat at some point? Yeah, sure. Is it right now? No. Should we fight the BRICS fight now while it's a little threat, not a big one? Probably. Is it an existential threat to the United States? No, in my opinion. The existential threat to the United States is streaming across our border every day and uh, is in Washington, D.C., giving away your taxpayer money every day. That's what I think we really need to be focused on. However, again, scanning the news this morning, um, it's all boring AF other than, like I said, uh, 90 plus billion dollars of your taxpayer money going to Ukraine. And Israel, the nation state of Israel, NATO is saying war with Russia. Japan wants to talk to North Korea about no more shooty shooty missiles. And uh, European uh, farmers are still spraying shit on their elected leadership. And I think that's great. And that's the brief for today. If you're one of those people that jumps off, now is your time to beat feet. Skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shaloha for everybody else. We're going to briefly talk about the value exchange, then I'm going to pee, and then hopefully, be it the Father's will, concrete trucks are going to show up in my front yard. Also, I think Bob is going to show up in our front yard at some time because we got to get some things for some stuff. So, well, we got a lot of time coordination to do after this. Week. Yeah, we do. Yeah, because there's also lunch that's got to happen. I got to go back to the title company. You got to go back to the title company. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. MD, any ETA on field medic kits to be shipped? You should have gotten uh, a contact from Refuge Medical. If you haven't, I would ask you please to reach out today. Just call the store, email us, whatever. Because, yeah, we've got an update on the field medic. Um, I, I'll be perfectly frank with you. The supplier for our field medic bags was unable to let their yes be yes. And so we've been delayed even further. And um, I will issue you a full refund with my deepest apologies. If you just simply can't wait any longer, I completely understand. Or we've got a couple of other options. The bag option will be different than what you had originally purchased. And we are happy to work with you on that. But um and we are shifting gears on suppliers for that bag for that reason, um, because we've had a bunch of field medics that have been supposed to be fulfilled for a long time. And uh, our so shop that was providing that bag has been unable to provide that bag in a timely manner. And that's a me problem, not a you problem. And so whatever I can do to make it right for you, I will. Um, up to and including giving you all of your money back with my deepest apologies because uh, I didn't intend to be in this situation, but here I am. And again, that's a me problem, not a you problem. But we can also provide that product to you just with a different bag if that's what you would like. So 
uh, MD, reach out to the store today, get somebody on the phone, talk to Liberty, talk to Forrest, talk to Bob, who anybody who answers the phone will be able to help you with that. Look up your order and uh, we'll make it right. And I apologize. You know, when I see um, when I see people not taking seriously the fact that I have been talking about supply chain disruption on the medical side for the last year or more, seriously, it really um, chaps my ass because I live it every day. Um, and right now, I think a lot of people are taking for granted their access to things like bare facts and tourniquets and compressed gauze and chest seals and all that. Um, I know incredibly well the people in the industry who are producing all of those components. And I know the contracts that they have. And I know that they can barely keep up with the contracts that they have. And I also know that the DL DLA, so there's the DOD, Department of Defense. The subset of the DOD is the DLA, Defense Logistics Agency. Right now, the DLA is buying for the Marine Corps. And they're buying 4x the number of Marines that we currently have. That in of itself is an indicator. And that's for the Marine Corps. Okay. Now you add in conflict in Ukraine and conflict in Israel, which is also swallowing up, you know, whatever uh, medical components can be acquired. Uh, people, are international buyers are buying them and shipping them over there because they're needed. Uh, people are literally getting shot, stabbed, blown up over there. And so they need medical equipment, which limits what was available here in the United States as it is. And then you have the DLA buying 4X what the Marine Corps needs. Now, they're currently buying for the Marine Corps. And after they fulfill for the Marine Corps, which is approximately 235,000 people, then they'll move to the Army. And if the people who are producing the components, the gauze, the chest seals, the shears, the tourniquets, can barely keep up fulfilling an order for 235,000, what happens when the next order is for 800,000 personnel times four? That's 3.2 million. See cascading effects. Just read an article the other day, 87% of the world's nitrile gloves come from China. What happens if, when China decides, nope, not anymore, or we have more tariffs or embargoes or whatever? See, <clears throat> uh, yeah, the Scoop82 said, get all the medical things now, folks. Exactly. And so I don't, I don't say these things because I want to scare you into buying something. I say them because they're true. And I live it on this side of the camera every day. And I don't know how to make you guys take it more seriously than you already are. And a lot of you are already taking it very seriously. And that's great. Um, but not everybody is. We went to a meeting, oh, I don't know, a week or so ago. Um, about uh, our county had an emergency management meeting regarding an influx of people coming to view the eclipse on which was projected to be in the afternoon of April 8th, 2024. And the emergency management people, 
they all meant well. They really did. It was a good meeting. They were there to inform. They were trying to do the right thing by letting people coordinate uh, the civilian side with the uh, emergency management, law enforcement, EMS, fire side, public safety side. They didn't know what to do. The hospital here, very nice lady who was the one of the head muckety mucks from the hospital was talking to my COO, Chief Operating Officer Bob, about what is mass casualty? What do you do for that? Do you guys have stuff for that? We don't have stuff for that. We don't know how to do that. Can you teach us how to do that? What? What? And I, I said in the meeting, and I was like, look, I'm not trying to be facetious, but I'm the guy over here that has the go away, we don't sell weed sign. That's me. Um, and I have more gauze in my building than you have in that hospital. And that's emergency management. And right now, today, today, with no external stimulus, average EMS response time in this county is 47 minutes. 47 minutes. You got ephemeral bleed, you'll be dead for 45 minutes by the time they get to you. Okay? So... <clears throat> I take these things seriously because I live it every day. I want you all to take it seriously, too, because I want you to be able to live to the best of your ability every day. So, Refuge Medical, we have stuff. We have the best first aid kits on planet Earth. Everybody here knows that. If you don't have one yet or you need more, today's a great day to go visit refugemedical.com. Your promo code is BearNation. That'll get you free shipping, which is not nothing in 2024. And our shipping is fast, unless you bought a field medic, in which case I apologize deeply and we will make it correct. We will fix it. But um, there are a whole bunch of kits that are available in stock right now, uh, regardless of what your budget is. If you don't have that much to throw at this problem, get a bleeding prevention kit, a BPK, 60 bucks tourniquet, pressure bandage, gauze, gloves, mylar blanket, like uh, pressure bandage, uh, like 60 bucks, all with the best components on planet Earth. If you've got more than that to spend, consider the bare fact, more than 60 lives, more than 60 lives. Find me another internet shill talking about medical who can hold up a kid on camera and say, this kit has saved how many lives? 60, six zero, just with this one kit, 118 lives saved to date with refuge medical products. So I don't think that they'll work. It's not a good idea, fairy kit. I know they work. Okay. So <clears throat> I love my arcs as Waco resiliency. Awesome. So that's refugemedical.com. Come see us. Come check us out. Refuge Ruckus. We're less than a month away. Are you coming to Fort Smith? Are you going to come ruck with us and raise awareness for Caleb House? RefugeRuckus.com. R-U-C-K-U-S. RefugeRuckus.com. There's Badger with the link in the description right now. I'll be there. A bunch of other famous people from the internet will be there. On Friday, we have workshops. We have classes. There are blocks of instruction. There are vendors. Saturday is Shabbat. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to have a giant midrash, which means we hang out and talk about the Bible. We're going to fellowship, which means we're going to hang out. We're going to worship, which means there'll be worship music. 
It'll be a blast. It'll be a good time. Uh, and then Sunday morning, we ruck. Okay? Cool. RefugeRuckus.com. I told you on Monday, and I meant praise y'all. Grindstone Ministries is broke. Uh, and we're broke because we're building stuff. And the stuff that we're building is Caleb House. Caleb House is our restoration facility for juvenile human trafficking survivors. That is the place where we put trafficked kiddos back together again. And so if you want to join us in that fight, you can come visit us at grindstoneministries.com or calebhouse.org. Links are in the description down below. Um, a thing that I am trying to do, and I'd love it if you would join me in it, is... We need more voices talking about Caleb House. So if there's a content producer out there you would like to talk about, excuse me, talk about Caleb House, then please reach out to them uh, because there are way more in the Bear Nation than there are on this side of the camera. Uh, I am but one man and I spend a fair amount of time doing outreach on behalf of Caleb House, but there's way more of y'all than me. So, um, I'll have to get a selfie stick if I virtual ruck. Yeah, you are. You're going to have to get a selfie stick. Sorry, bro. It's the rules. I don't make the rules. It's just, but you can get a stick and duct tape your cell phone to it. I mean, I mean yeah, that would whatever be works. Uh, but there's way more of y'all than there are of me. And so if you can reach out to these other influencers and content creators, like uh, I'll give you an example. I'm trying to get a hold of Jonathan Rumi, who plays Messiah in the. Uh, the chosen. I've reached out to him. I've reached out to his representation. I'm hoping to hear something back. So keep that in prayer. Also, the more of y'all that reach out to him and others like him, that helps us, helps us with what we do. So um, I, you guys know, awareness pisses me off. Like it is me off a whole bunch. I'm aware that there's a problem. You're aware that there's a problem. But um, very few people are aware that there's a solution to the problem. And that's what Caleb House is, is a solution to the problem of kids who have been trafficked and raped by assholes. And so if you could help us tell other people there is a solution to the problem, Caleb House, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to be a part of the solution. If the spirit convicts you, come see us at calebhouse.org. Tracking? Tracking. Please share where to contact Jonathan Rumi. R-O-U-M-I-E. Google. That's how I found him. Google. Is the Adventure Kit a good kit to keep in my truck? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. The Adventure Kit is one of our like cornerstone kits. It's perfect kit They're for the your most house. Comprehensive kits in a small package. For your house, for your off-road vehicle, for your truck, for your semi-truck, for your workplace, for your church, for like it does everything. Boo-boos, broken bones, burns, bullet holes. It does all of it. It's a phenomenal kit. Strongly recommended. I have the adventure kit 0.0. .0 on top of my freezer right there the first one ever produced i can see it from where i'm sitting right there and it has doctored a lot of people it's doctored even more dogs and sheep yeah so that's something to think about as well what's up bad wabbit shalom sister 
No truck is complete without one. Good word, Striker Cade. Also, Striker Cade's doing a thing. He's doing a fundraiser for Caleb House. For every Google review that Refuge Medical gets, he's going to donate $1 to Caleb House or something to that effect with a, a max of 2500 bucks. So if you want to help, you can go leave a Google review. Go to Google Maps, type in Refuge Medical. Okay. It'll pull up our location. And there you can click on the business link to leave a review. Beautiful. Love that. All right. And with that, let's pray. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning. Thank you for your mercy and the breath in our lungs. Thank you for loving us on our best days and our worst days and every day, Father, and for just being a good dad. Father, all my brothers and sisters that are out there that are going through some stuff, you know who they are. You know their hearts. You know their situation perfectly, far better than any of us do. So I pray that you would just be indwelt in that situation and that you would bring peace and healing and strength, Father, and minister to their hearts and use these things that are happening to them for witness and testimony because you allowed them to happen for some reason I can only imagine it's for your glory. And so while my brothers and sisters are going through these things, be with them and help them endure, Father. Father, give us strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to be your hands and feet and spread your word and do your works and shine our light and be good sons and daughters of you. Father, pour out your spirit for wisdom and discernment that we would know right from wrong, that you would give us the words that we need to speak to people as we encounter them, that you would guide our footfalls, that you would be with us as we walk to the best of our broken ability in the pattern of Messiah. And Father, give us peace that surpasses all understanding, that no, no matter what might happen to us today, we're good. We're good because we've got you. Father, let us remember to not fear those that can destroy the body, but to fear you who can destroy the soul. Father, anything within the sound of my voice that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Father, protect your people today. Provide for your people today. Bless them today, Father. Be with us. Let us remember you, even as the world gets more and more stupid every day, that the the divide between sanctified and common and profane grows wider, that we focus more on you and less on the profane. Father, thank you for all of this. Thank you for the covering of the blood of your son. Thank you for not remembering our sins and our brokenness and our lawlessness anymore, but bringing us back into the house. Thank you for loving us from the foundation of the world and being a good dad. I ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right. I love you all. I'm out. I apparently have a whole bunch of things to do today. Yeah. Not a whole bunch of time to do them. But. <laughs> Bless y'all.
Shalom.